On the line with us is Jenny Arndt from Haverhill Promise, the grade level reading program in Haverhill. And uh, Jenny, good morning to you. Good morning. Nice to talk to you. Well, it's nice to have you here as we uh, flip the page, flip the calendar, and we are into the month of December. So, uh, you know, for some folks, they they have the Advent calendar, and um, so they have to read the numbers, right? That's right. (laughs) My daughter has three of them. (laughs) Really? Oh, okay. (laughs) I saw a a Hallmark movie. I'm stuck on Hallmark movies right now, and uh, one was centered around... A uh, an advent calendar that uh, apparently was uh, like very very old, maybe uh, somebody's grandmother had or something like that. And there was a kid who was actually eating the chocolates. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with preservatives and things like that, it might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now uh, the other thing too, I yeah, uh, before we get into what you were uh, and what we're going to talk about with you today. I went by a school the other day, which I can't remember where it was, but uh, they had the big sign out there that said Book Fair, and uh, which just reminded me that, you know, you know coming up for the, the holiday season, books make an excellent gift. Yeah, that's right. I know I, if, you know, a lot of kids from my generation remember the Scholastic Book Fairs, and I don't think they're doing them in person right now, but... Man, that was like the greatest time of the year, and um, especially during the holiday season, your parents couldn't say no to to you buying books. So I always got plenty of money to spend at the Scholastic Fair at this time of year. Oh, that's right too. Yes, Scholastic. I that was the that was the name of it. I, I forgot all about that. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. I mean, I was actually thinking. I think it's in Norway. They do um, a gift of a. Everyone gives each other books on Christmas Eve, which I think is such a fun tradition. I wish, you know, it's something that we could pick up here in the in the U.S. because, you know, I can't think of anything better than getting a book, you know, the night before Christmas. There's just that feeling in the house and the house is all decorated and sitting there and reading. Oh, man, somebody get me a book for Christmas Eve. I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in uh, in my household or, or my, my wife's household, uh, they would all sit around and read the the night before Christmas, and the, everybody had a gift bag. So uh, all the kids, anyway, they, they had a gift bag. And every time that uh, my wife's father would uh, say the word and, they passed the gift bag around. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, by the end of the by the end of the book, you don't know what gift you have, but uh, it was, yeah, that's that's kind of neat. Yeah, reading oh, is. Terrific, yeah. Now, uh, one thing about uh, you know reading and, and Christmas uh, gift giving is that um, you know it's a great time to give books for gifts, and then uh, once you uh, get a, a book as a gift, you could read it over the Christmas break. Yeah, yeah. We, um, you know, as, as you probably know, um, with Haber Promise, we're we think a lot about school breaks. You know, it, it's a break in kids' learning and of course, everyone needs a break. They need to give their brains a rest. Um, but one of the things that we really try to do is encourage children and their families to continue reading um, during, you know, uh, school vacations and then, of course, during the really, you know, the much longer summer summer vacation. Um, and so this year, we're we're doing something different. We're gonna we're doing um, what we're calling the winter break reading challenge. Um, and this is for the little kids. This is for pre-K through third grade because that's really where we're focused. 
um, with our campaign. But um, the idea is, you know, yeah, hopefully children are going to be getting some books for gifts. Um, there might even be some great deals on books. You know, we've also got some some great options with, you know, the library is going to have some hours during that winter break. And, of course, Ruth's House and, and other places that have low-cost books. So we're hoping that, you know, there's going to be lots of access to books and and um, that families will just sit together and read. And and when we talk about this reading challenge, we're, we're looking for kids to have um, to, to log 10 20-minute reading sessions during the 10 days um, of winter break. So that's really just taking 20 minutes out of your day to sit and read a book either with an adult or, or on your own or uh, whatever that looks like. And um, it, more importantly, I think, than the academic piece of reading the words is that bonding time with a family member or, an, you know, an older sibling or a family, like you said, sitting together and reading the night before Christmas. That helps solidify a joy of reading in our kids. Um, and that that almost always starts at home. Um, and so we're, we're really encouraging families to spend time reading um, during their, their school vacation. And we're going to, we're working on some prizes. We're talking to some local, um, some local groups about maybe donating some prizes, maybe some gift cards to Barnes and Noble or somewhere that we can continue to, um, you know, get more books into kids' homes. So we're really excited about that. Now, you mentioned Ruth's House, and uh, I know that you've done some programs in conjunction with Ruth's House. And, uh, you know, the the books, uh, you know, it's nice that they're new, but they don't have to be new, do they? No, and, and you know, we have some incredible, you know, we've got so many little free libraries. I know I've mentioned that on this, this show before. Um, actually, on our website right now, if you go to uh, um you'll see we actually have a whole map of where all the little free libraries are in the city. Um, we also have, um, obviously, the library is on there, Ruth's House. Um, and so if you're, yeah, if you're looking for a source for free or low-cost books, I would definitely check out our website and and take a look at that map. Well, that's an excellent idea right there. So, um, Haverhill Promise. Now, um Every once in a while, you, you are always looking for, well, that's the wrong way to say it, but uh, I guess you're always looking for volunteers to help out with the program, right? Yeah, we are. Um, you know, and, and at different times of year, we have different needs, obviously. Um, right now, we don't have as many programs going on. It's a little bit more about planning. Um, so, you know, we, we actually have been looking for um, some folks who, you know, maybe you you used to be a teacher or, you know, um, or think like a teacher and like to come up with, with programs. But um, right now we're looking for some folks to help with our um, STEAM literacy series that's coming up this year. Um, that's the, the wonderful donation we got from Ed, Edwards Vacuum and a few of the companies over there in that development um, where we're going to be putting together literacy kits with uh, a book and a prod, you know, some kind of hands-on project to go along with it. Um, and so we're looking for folks that want to help come up with those ideas and create those kits um, and also cre create some in-person programming. So we're hoping sort of like we had our literacy lunches last year that this year there'll be a little bit more um, science related and really getting everyone in, in the same place to do some kind of science experiment or um, STEM challenge. Um, so yeah, we're, we're looking for people who, who like children's books, who like 
science and math and hands-on projects who will help us um, come up with those ideas so that we can put that programming on this year. That's right. You have a STEM, S-T-E-M, science, technology, engineering, and math, and then you also have STEAM, where you add A in there for A for arts, right? Yes, and if you know me, I'm an artist, so, you know, got to keep that A in there. Because, <laughs> you know, really the art comes through in lots of ways, especially when you're thinking about engineering um, building a bridge or things like that, you know, the, the art art and architecture and design are, are pretty much always a part of that. And then, of course, expression is uh, is just so healthy and so needed for our kids right now. So got to keep that art in there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh, you know, these engineers, they uh, they come up with an idea and then they, you know, sketch it out. And that's where the artistic uh, challenge comes in, right? That's right. And think of... Think about all the art that's in um, science, you know, when you look in a Petri dish. <laughs> that's art right there. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> to some. <laughs> yeah. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess so. All right. So um, uh, before we leave, um, you know, you were talking about the stuff that happened a little bit earlier this year, and... Uh, was that where you had a chance to meet with the uh, person who who actually founded the uh, the effort that you're involved with? Actually, yeah, um, the head of the national campaign, yeah, Ralph. Um, he, yeah, he was wonderful. He came out and spoke with us, and it was really inspiring, you know. And and his his big thing was relationships. You know, we can look at all the data that we want. Um, we we can you know, get, get, try to get books out to kids. We, we can try to meet the needs, but the real need is, um, is for relationships, relationships between, you know, children and, and their school, um, and their teachers and, you know, parents and teachers and everybody just, um, supporting each other on a, on a really human level, um, is how we're really going to help our kids succeed in their learning. You know, you, you can throw all of the resources you want at somebody, but if you don't have that foundational relationship uh, where you really care about them and, and they know that, um, you really don't get anywhere. And so I loved that he brought that and um, we, he, we continue to be connected with him. Um, and, you know, I get his, his campaign letters every month and they're always super inspiring. And I would encourage anybody that's interested in this work to check out the national campaign for grade level reading um, and hear more about Ralph Smith and the, the others on the team that are inspiring this work around the country because they're really the experts and um, they have a lot, a lot to say and a lot to offer. <laughs> now, uh, do you have a link on your website to that website? You know, I don't think I do, but I'm going to get in the office and, and add that on there as soon as we're done here. <laughs> but you can just search for the campaign for grade level reading um, on Google and, and you'll see it. All right. Well, uh, very good. And uh, let me ask one last question. Um, you know, you you have um, you have a child, or at least one child. And uh, now, um, uh, when you were uh, reading, you know, when the when uh, your child was very very young, and you would read the same story over and over and over again, and then uh, maybe one night you want to uh, you know get it done a little bit quicker, you might skip a few pages. Did they ever uh, say you missed something? They ever tell you that? <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, my daughter, you know, would talk about how she could read when she was, you know, two, but really she had just memorized the book. <laughs> 
And um, I know how annoying that can be for parents, but I got to tell you, repetition, reading the same story over and over is one of the absolute best things you can do for your child um, for their early literacy development because, you know, um, yeah, they're hearing the words many, many times. They're memorizing them. They're commit, you know, and um, all that is just so good for phonics development and, and especially those really annoying rhyming books with the rhythm. Oh, those are the absolute best for your kids when, when they're that little. Yeah, like a cat <laughs> so do in a it, hat? even though you hate it. Okay, yeah, the Dr. Seuss stuff. Oh, absolutely. Well, Dr. Seuss, you know, he's got all those nonsense words, but <laughs> but definitely for the rhythm part and the rhyming, yeah, excellent, excellent stories. All right. Well, uh, Jenny, anything else you'd like to add this time around? Um, I would just say, um, you know, stay tuned. Those kids in pre-K through third grade, they'll be getting a postcard about the reading challenge um, if they go to Haverhill Public Schools. Um, And, yeah, if you're interested in volunteering, please take a look at our website and reach out um, or email me at team at HaverhillPromise.com. We'd be happy to connect. All right. Thank you so much. Jenny, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk with you in a few more weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, Wynn. All righty. Jenny Art from Haverhill Promise, our guest this morning, here on the Wave 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the Wave. W.